Hello, my name is Rebecca May Johnson. I'm a writer and cook, and this is my Substack. This week's newsletter is about the affinity between salads and madeleines, the various things I've made with fish the last few weeks, a recipe for quick fish soup, and eating notes. A la minute. Some dishes bind you to the moment more than others. They pull you in and demand that you feel your aliveness very intensely in the present and also remind you of other times when you have felt so alive. This is the case with salad and madeleines, both of which I ate last week. Though differing in form, flavour and the point in a meal at which one would typically eat each thing. There is an affinity between salad and madeleines in the manner of their production and appearance at the table, a la minute. I turn first to the salad. Last Saturday, Sam and I had a drink and two small dishes with brutes and bread at the Camberwell Arms before we went to a party. The party with the excellent roasted potatoes as finger food mentioned in last week's newsletter. I was feeling strange, overwhelmed and out of my body. Grief had hit me that morning for someone important in my life who died unexpectedly a few weeks ago. Then the salad arrived. Radicchio and chicory leaves, whole mint leaves, minuscule capers, sweet pickled shallots with a veil of finely grated parmesan. It was dressed minimally, mainly olive oil, with the pickled shallots in capers bringing acidity and salt. The salad struck a brilliant balance of bitter, sweet, sharp and aromatic notes. The mint. The addition of mint in whole leaves was a stroke of genius and was well paired with radicchio and chicory which can withstand its power. The sweetness of the shallots, the salty punctuation of capers. There is such fleeting magic in a salad. The brief window of freshness. Leaves which must be carefully washed, dried and dressed immediately before serving if they are not to spoil. There are so many ways the balance in a salad can be thrown off that when it works, it is extraordinary. This one brought me back to myself in a sharp rush. The unexpected combination of ingredients also reminded me of the person I've been thinking about since she died a few weeks ago. I will never forget her folding ripe tomatoes and plenty of chopped green parsley into scrambled eggs when I was about 12, which I had never encountered before. Like salad, the miraculous quality of madeleines is in the proximity of the moment of their preparation to the moment of eating. On Sunday, to end a lunch made in celebration of spring-summer with asparagus and mayonnaise, lamb shawarma with yoghurt sauce, potatoes and ratatouille, our friend Ian produced wine jellies studded with strawberries that were delicate to the point of almost collapse. The structural precarity of the jellies meant they melted on the tongue, and I was grateful for the cook's bravely sparing hand with gelatin. Then, 
just as the jellies were set down, the smell of sweet cake filled the room, and he brought round a baking tray of madeleines for us to take with our fingers. I have only eaten madeleines two or three times in my life, but the warmth of them just out of the oven, their golden inside still damp and soft, really makes me swoon. On this occasion, with a trembling wine jellies, macerated strawberries and cool whipped cream, it is a miracle I did not faint. Shopping, cooking. I have mentioned several dishes eaten over the past few weeks made of smoked fish ordered from Pinney's in Orford, Suffolk. Smoked haddock mornay, that Sam made. Smoked mackerel with sushi rice and nori seaweed eaten on several occasions for lunch. They also sell oysters grown in Butley Creek nearby for less than a pound each and will deliver anywhere in the UK. I ordered two dozen to my partner's family house at Christmas as his mother loves oysters and it was very festive. This week we ate several more meals with ingredients from the Pinney's order. Lunch of smoked salmon, boiled eggs, green salmon, green salad and toast. And quick fish soup with smoked prawns for a late midweek dinner. For the soup, I decided to use a jar of Brindisa fish stock that I bought a while ago. I had not tried it before and found it rich and delicious enough to go more or less unadorned. And as I didn't have to buy lots of seafood to make it, £3.60 felt like good value. I added the pinnies smoked prawns to the soup just before serving, which imparted extra sweet smokiness and gave us some actual seafood to eat in the meal. Quick fish soup. Ingredients. Serves two as a main meal or four as a starter. Two tablespoons of olive oil. 480 ml of rich fish stock. 300 grams of chickpeas, drained. Two medium-sized potatoes, peeled and diced. One medium onion, finely chopped. Two garlic cloves, finely sliced. One tablespoon of tomato paste. One small sprig of thyme. 100 mils of dry white vermouth or dry white wine. 200 mils of water. Half a teaspoon of sweet smoked paprika, half a teaspoon of hot smoked paprika, eight smoked prawns, optional, to serve. I almost made aioli, but thought it would be more in keeping with the quickness of everything, and so we didn't eat until 10pm, to mix garlic and paprika with Hellman's mayonnaise as a cheats rui. So for that, two tablespoons of mayonnaise mixed with one small crushed garlic clove, a pea-sized amount of tomato paste, a squeeze of lemon and a pinch of smoked paprika. Also, toast. How to make. Add two tablespoons of olive oil and the onion to the pan with a pinch of salt and turn on the heat. Cook for six to seven minutes on a low-medium heat until softening but not browning. And then add the garlic and stir and allow to fry for a minute. Then add the tomato paste sweet and smoked um, paprika, stir and allow the tomato paste to cook for a minute. 
Then add the diced potato and chickpeas and coat with the onions and spices. Then pour in the vermouth and scrape the bottom of the pan and allow it to bubble and scrape off anything that is stuck. Then add the fish stock and the sprig of thyme and 200 ml of water. Bring to a gentle simmer and cook for 15 minutes or until the potatoes are cooked. While it's simmering, mix up the mayonnaise, garlic, paprika and tomato paste with a squeeze of lemon. Check the soup seasoning and add salt and pepper to taste. Serve with a spoonful of the mayonnaise mixture and if you like, a little extra olive oil and a squeeze of lemon on top. Eating notes. One afternoon, I said, let's go and see if the cafe on the green is open. We left the house, walked to the green and the cafe was open. We bought two Mr Whippy ice creams with flakes. I may be mistaken, but I'm convinced there are different iterations of Mr Whippy type ice cream formula. I'm particularly fond of the version sold here, which is milky and not overly sweet. We walked along the promenade, eating them, and were very happy. A lunch that was half fish fingers with katsu-style pre-made curry sauce with sushi rice, and half fish fingers wrapped in nori seaweed with rice, kupi mayonnaise and pickled ginger. Two fish fingers for each half of the meal. Fun! Octopus sausages dancing on the plate a la midnight diner. After weeks of sitting hunched on the sofa trying to finish various pieces of writing, I was desperate to be outside. I made myself a packed lunch of sandwich with cheddar cheese, my mother's pear and lemon chutney and butter, a nectarine and some radishes. I walked out of the house and sat on a bench opposite Felix Doe Docks. I ate while listening to the podcast Literary Friction on which writer and translator Lauren Elkin was talking about translating the recently discovered novel by Simone de Beauvoir, The Inseparables. I love hearing writers and translators discuss their process. Here, there was a very good detail about translating a hairstyle. A woman and a small boy of three or four went past as I was eating, and he looked at me. Then, spontaneously, he decided to sit on the bench next to me. He looked over, then looked out at the docks too. He seemed to be trying out what I was doing to see what it was like. The woman, I think his mother, carried on walking for 20 metres or so, eventually calling him repeatedly to continue with her. But he just kept sitting there, looking out at the ships. Eventually she came back, and they walked on, and I missed our brief, aloof companionship. Thanks for listening.